0: They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty stores and ulta.com.
1: It's Tuesday, February twenty-third. I'm Akila Hughes,
2: and I'm Gideon Resick, and this is What a Day, where we are still seeking sponsorships from FDA-approved vaccine brands.
1: Yeah, if you guys are just thinking about giving us some some little needles with the vaccine and some instructions on how to use it we will be happy to pass that on to the audience
2: Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do a psa where i have two of the sputniks in each arm
1: (laughs) well you can take that one
2: (laughs) on today's show what the fda is saying about booster shots and the uk's plan to get out of lockdown then some headlines
1: But first, the latest, and we'll start with a couple of L's that Trump was handed yesterday by the Supreme Court. Number one, the election that never ends has finally come to an end, as SCOTUS has rejected all of Trump's lawsuits challenging it. Hopefully next week's Sunday shows will refrain from having Republicans on who are still denying Trump's loss now that his idiotic attempts at overthrowing the election are through. We're looking at you, Steve Scalise. Get a hobby. Uh, (laughs) Yesterday, the court threw out an appeal from Pennsylvania Republicans to disqualify mail ballots. Justice Clarence Thomas, who should retire already, disagreed with the decision. He wanted to weigh in on the Pennsylvania case, even though it would not have changed the outcome of the election, but would have made clearer who has the final say on legal changes made to election laws. He said as much in his dissent, and he was joined by two other justices, but majority rules and dumb lawsuits drool, I guess.
2: Yeah, that's what I learned from Schoolhouse Rock. And then there was (laughs) another L that you were talking about. What happened there?
1: Yeah. Okay. So the bigger L, it was that SCOTUS basically paved the way for Trump's mysterious and oft unavailable taxes to be disclosed to a New York grand jury in a criminal probe. So what started as an investigation into bribes to one Stormy Daniels became a deeper investigation into possible insurance and bank fraud. The order rejecting Trump's appeal was exactly one line that read, "...the application for a stay presented to Justice Breyer and referred to, the court is denied."
2: Short and to the point. Uh, and so, what's next for the disgraced former president, legally speaking?
1: All right, so here are the highlights of his lowlights. A Fulton County criminal probe into Trump's meddling into the election in Georgia. A defamation suit from E. Jean Carroll over Trump's response to her rape allegation. There's another defamation suit from a former Apprentice contestant over his response to her claim that he sexually assaulted her. A lawsuit from Representative Benny Thompson and the NAACP, Happy Black History Month, over Trump's role in the insurrection and, you know, any civil or criminal liability Trump might have for his role in inciting that riot. Quite the list, so while we all look forward to maybe a better summer than we had last year. Trump is almost certainly looking forward to bad news.
2: That sounds about right. So that is the court side of things. And now let's talk about the Department of Justice. Yesterday was day one of confirmation hearings for Merrick Garland, Biden's pick for attorney general. So let's start with a clip from his opening statement. The president nominates the attorney general to be the lawyer, not for any individual, but for the
0: people of the United States. July 2020, Marked the 150th anniversary of the founding of the Department of Justice, making this a fitting time to remember the mission of the Attorney General and of the Department. It is a fitting time to reaffirm that the role of the Attorney General is to serve the rule of law and to ensure equal justice under law.
1: Yeah. Wow. Imagine equal justice under the law. So in that clip, he says the attorney general is the lawyer for the people of the United States, not any one person, a.k.a. this is not going to be a Bill Barr Donald Trump situation. Another big focus was the threat of domestic terrorism and white supremacy. So Garland spoke about his experience investigating the Oklahoma City bombing and said that investigating the attack on the Capitol would be his number one priority if confirmed. By the way, later today, the Senate is holding its first public hearing on the insurrection outside of the impeachment trial, and they're going to be hearing from several witnesses, including the chief of the D.C. police, the former Capitol Police chief, and the former sergeants-at-arms. So we'll be watching that, too, for more info on security failures.
2: That we will. And then on that note, Garland said that the U.S. faces a, quote, more dangerous period from domestic extremists than we did at the time of the Oklahoma bombing in 1995. So what were the other big themes he presented?
1: Well, it was all sort of related. So he talked about racism, discrimination, and said he wanted to prioritize civil rights at the DOJ. Garland's career hasn't been in civil rights, which disappointed some activists when he was nominated by Biden. They had wanted to see someone with that kind of track record, and they did not get that. But during the hearing, Garland talked about how other top DOJ officials he's been nominated with, like Benita Gupta, have the experience and skills that he doesn't, and how he'll be relying on their leadership. Gupta was the Justice Department's civil rights chief in the Obama administration, and now she's been tapped to be the associate attorney general.
2: Yeah, Garland's confirmation hearings are expected to wrap up today, and he is very much expected to be confirmed.
1: Yeah, Yeah, finally. Good. Uh, But switching to COVID, one day I thankfully won't have to say that anymore. (laughs) We've been talking a lot about the two Vs, vaccines and variants. So as the listeners know, there have been some concerns about how to keep vaccines current with new mutations. The FDA partially answered this question yesterday, but what was the takeaway?
2: Yeah, so big picture, they think that when and if these booster shots get developed, they aren't going to need to go through super extended clinical trials. We all remember waiting to hear the results of those in the last few months, but now the FDA is saying to companies like Pfizer and Moderna, you can study the effects of these altered vaccines on a smaller scale. We know that the original ones work. Now they might just need some tweaks. It's sort of similar to how we treat flu shots every year. As the New York Times noted, this wasn't put out with the expectation that these booster shots would be necessary or made right around the corner but more so to say in the event that if we do need boosters, let's make the process faster. Instead of those long clinical trials comparing the vaccine to a placebo in the real world, the recommendation is that scientists draw blood from a small group that has received the altered vaccine. Then they'd see what the immune response looks like to the variants in a lab.
1: All right. So we'll see what happens with vaccines getting updated or not. Meanwhile, there's some progress on the country's ability to actually track the variants.
2: Yes, some progress. Indeed, the White House announced last week that they were devoting an initial $200 million to those efforts. That is going to reportedly bump up the number of genomes the CDC can sequence from about 9,000 a week to a goal of around 25,000. It's not going to be immediate, though. And that is just a small start to how this is going to go. Uh, Democrats in Congress, like Senator Tammy Baldwin, are talking about almost $2 billion for this. It would be part of the upcoming economic relief package. And the context here is the United States is way far behind other countries in our ability to know when and where these variants are popping up. According to the New York Times, the UK began their sequencing program back in March of last year, and now they sequence up to 10% of all positive COVID tests. So it's very important for us to catch up so that we know where these are and what to actually do about them.
1: Yeah, and the UK has been in a pretty strict lockdown for what seems like forever now, largely because of this contagious variant, but they might be getting closer to out of the woods, right?
2: Yes. uh, At least that's what Prime Minister Boris Johnson is hoping to convey. Yesterday, he said schools are going to reopen March 8th. Then three weeks later, people can socialize outside. That is pretty strict that you weren't able to do that. Uh, At the same time, though, places like gyms, restaurants and shops are staying closed for at least another month. They're going to try to go really slowly because the openings and closings of last year were all over the place. It was hectic and Britain ended up with the highest death toll in Europe.
1: Yeah. And this is coming at a moment when the UK is pretty far along with vaccinations. So that's also a part of this.
2: Yeah, it's definitely been the thing that's driving it. Uh, the UK has vaccinated over 17 million people with first doses. That's roughly about a quarter of the population. If my math didn't fail me, I'm sure someone will let me know. Uh, for us, though, as we closely watched how quickly the variant in the UK overwhelmed the hospital system, I think Johnson and this plan are going to be under a microscope too. So hopefully their spring and ours is better than our collective winters. But that's the latest for now.
1: Tuesday Wad squad and for today's temp check we're talking about the band that is playing at my house it's Daft Punk mm. which announced their breakup yesterday Daft Punk was formed by robot guys Thomas and Guy Manuel in Paris in 1993 over the past 28 years they released some of the world's most popular and influential dance songs they didn't give a reason for breaking up though they did post a video where one of them blows the other up so giddy <laughs> what's your reaction to this news and do you have any random access memories of Daft Punk you want to share
2: first want to say that video what a way to go out just uh not saying (laughs) the only way to
1: go out if this show ever ends it'll end with (laughs) us exploding each other i guess
2: Yep it's it's the perfect way to say goodbye that's uh that's that's what they say uh Mm -hmm. my random access memories uh i i remember like in 2007 walking across the huge lollapalooza field from like Something like Wilco, which was very you know Chicagoan. Uh, like you're there, it's like uh, dads and kids are there together. To like across <laughs> the field to Daft Punk, where at the time, if I had known what Molly was, I would have identified lots of it <laughs> floating around because it, it was another world. Like it, they had the huge pyramid thing that was flashing. Um, I just remember like being like shocked that that was. Possible in a setup, like for two guys. So that was really cool. Um, My other random access memory is that I think they previewed Get Lucky at Coachella when I was in college, perhaps. Wow. And there was like a small, this is very nerdy of me, but there's like a small video that they played. It might have been like during a set from Pharrell or someone uh, where they were like, oh, this is coming out. And I remember like hearing the little guitar riff. And just like oh, watching yeah. that over and over and over again, so wow. I'm gonna miss, miss yeah. these weird weird masked men.
1: It's a great song. It's a song that I feel like people just forget about all the time. It's a good one. We're up all night to get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I've never seen them live, so I'm I'm glad you've gotten to several times.
2: It is a uh, it it was just such a <laughs> jarring experience uh, for a young me, not really understanding the full context of what people may or may not have been doing at a show. Uh, Like Daft Punks, but, you know, congrats to them. Same question for you, Akila. What are your random access memories here?
1: Oh, I have a few. Uh, So obviously they're not in person, but I will say that I came up on the internet at a time when something called Daft Hands and Daft Bodies took the world by storm. I don't know if you all Mm -hmm. remember these viral videos, but they were set to harder, better, faster, stronger with uh, some really solid finger movements and arm dance moves choreographed so that the words would change and i remember thinking like this is the coolest shit like this is why the internet is existing that's the only reason <laughs> is for like <laughs> cool teens to come up with like amazing creative ways to express lyrics and so i loved that so much and i remember um it was probably around the same time i was working at forever 21 shout out to all the forever 21 kids <laughs> Hell yeah. um And we had these monthly CDs that would come in over the course of the summer, and I remember uh, Kanye's song uh, Stronger which mm-hmm. samples Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger uh, was like the only song on that cert- like specific soundtrack that we were all like who is this and I remember that being like a real cultural reset like not since Aerosmith and Run DMC had there been this crossover of like genres yeah. and I think that that's honestly like the reason that Kanye shot to the stardom that he had was that like oh no one was sampling like DJs at that point like yeah. it was all like oldies and you know baby face so i just think that it was yeah like that was probably my introduction and then of course you have to go through the entire 28 year long history but they just they were a group that got better and better i love their mystique i love that it was never like you know they were never you know super about putting their face out there they're just like we like making the hits we like making you dance so love them
2: it's maybe it is just because like we're right around that age of the you know we've lived one daft punk in our lives basically with a little change um yeah. that like it feels like there's been a moment for every single thing that they've done at a certain point in our lives which um which is cool it's cool yeah. i also feel yeah. old i'm
1: sad that they're leaving us but uh you know we've got we've got the memories and i feel like there'll be like reunion tours and stuff right yeah. they can't be yeah. out of the game forever
2: they're going to play from mars or something you know that's why <laughs> the rovers there i'm sure they're scouting locations
1: I sure hope so. Well, just like that, we have checked our temps. Stay safe. Why don't you work harder, better, faster, stronger on listening to more Daft Punk songs? And we'll be back after some ads.
0: Let's wrap up with some headlines.
2: Headlines. A new report found that police officers in Colorado didn't have a legal basis for frisking and physically restraining Elijah McClain in a chokehold. Those officers killed McClain in 2019. He was a black man and was 23 years old. The new report came from an independent investigation, and it concluded that the initial investigation into McLean's death was deeply flawed. That first investigation was conducted by detectives from the same department as the officers who were responsible, and they reportedly failed to ask basic questions about the incident and use specific language that led to the officers' exonerations in court. The new report also found that paramedics incorrectly sedated McLean without conducting anything more than a brief visual observation. The panel recommended a complete overhaul of the Aurora Police Department's accountability system, along with new policies and training on the use of force.
1: Virginia is on its way to becoming the first state in the South to abolish the death penalty. State lawmakers yesterday gave their stamp of approval to a bill that will effectively end capital punishment. Now it'll head over to get a signature from Governor Ralph Northam, who has already said that he will sign it into law. Virginia historically has executed more people than any other state, considering that they started doing it in 1608. But even since the Supreme Court reinstated the death penalty in the 70s, Virginia has executed over 110 people, which is more than every other state aside from Texas. Only two men are currently on death row in the state, and the legislation is expected to convert their sentences.
2: In the aviation world, your goal is always to assure your customer that their plane won't explode or fall out of the sky. Now, Boeing has struggled with that challenge for a while now and their luck didn't improve Mm -hmm. this weekend with one of their planes shedding engine parts over Colorado and another doing it in the Netherlands. It's good to be consistent. The planes were different, but their engines were both built by a Raytheon-owned company called Pratt & Whitney. Sounds like a boarding school. In response, Mm -hmm. uh, Boeing grounded 69 of their 777 model planes with engines from the same manufacturer. Investigators from the National Transportation Safety Board are looking into why the Colorado engine caught fire. A similar malfunction happened on a Pratt Whitney-equipped flight in 2018, and at that time, the NTSB faulted the company for failing to conduct sufficiently thorough inspections. As an experienced paper airplane guy, I know that cutting corners does not work, and will only make it so your secret note doesn't reach your crush.
1: That's true. There's a new podcast from two relative unknowns. Their names are Barack Obama and Bruce Springsteen, and they think they've got what it takes to crack the Spotify podcast top 10,000. The show is called Renegades, born in the USA, and statistically it contains the most dad energy ever presented in this format. The boss and the O-boss met on the campaign trail in 2008, and Springsteen helped to close out Obama's presidency with a private concert in January 2017. The show is both personal and universal, touching on race, fatherhood, and division in America, I believe it's Springsteen who's talking about race. <laughs> it also <laughs> contains bombshells some may find shocking, like the way Obama pronounces the word guitar.
0: It made sense if you're gonna be a rock and roll star, you're gonna play the guitar. Guitars were cheap
1: all right well he is our country western president and my cowboy hat is off to him renegades was recorded last year and it came out yesterday on spotify if you're the judge in charge of springsteen's dwi case please listen carefully to see if he says i plan to get hammered on my motorcycle in november 2020 if he does fine but if he didn't better it could be a clue (laughs) and those are the headlines
2: that is all for today if you like the show make sure you subscribe leave review share your random access memories and tell your friends to listen
1: and if you're into reading and not just about the long and storied romance between the boss and the o-boss like me (laughs) what a day is also a nightly newsletter check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe i'm akila hughes
2: i'm gideon resnick and we'll we'll see see you on on the the charts charts, obama Obama.
1: yeah maybe we'll talk about dad stuff you don't know
2: Mm -hmm. good luck renegade
1: What a day is a production of Crooked Media.
2: It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis.
1: Sonia Tun is our assistant producer.
2: Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producers are Katie Long, Akila Hughes, and me. Our
1: theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka.